You're listening to the Philip Robertson Property Podcast. And welcome to episode 19, everybody, of the Philip Robertson Property Podcast. Down in COVID County, yes, good old Melbourne, we are lapping up lockdown. Folks, my little disclaimer, we are doing this from home at the moment, so if there are any echoes, my apologies for that, but it was more important to bring our guest to you today. And our topic today, in fact, is called the new real estate revolution. I'm excited, as always, to get stuck straight into it. So let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Born and raised in the motherland in the United Kingdom, has a degree, uh, yes, a degree, actually, someone's got a degree, in mechanical engineering, fell in love with the hospitality industry and operated as a bar and venue manager for some eight years. Reckon there'd be some great stories there, but we won't be exploring that today. Looking after a staff of around 250, moved to Terra Australis in 2010, started in residential real estate sales, and by 2012, had discovered a passion for auctioneering. He quickly climbed the sales ladder at Stockdale and Lego, where he progressed into a sales management role and by 2017 launched his freelance auctioneering business servicing all of Metro Melbourne. Fast forward to 2018, went full-time with Sold By Group and opened a marketing and training department within the business and is now servicing some 60 to 70 real estate businesses across Melbourne. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast today, Andy Reid. G'day Andy, how are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. How are you, Phil? Well, life in COVID County, it's certainly interesting for us at the moment, mate. I've got to ask you though, mate, straight into it. I am so curious. This topic that you've picked, the new real estate revolution, tell our audience, Andy, what's this all about? Basically, I found over the last 10 years that from a lot of training and coaching point of views, we generally tend to focus on either emotional intelligence, so EQ, or intellectual intelligence. And my fear is we're all getting trained to either act like robots or hippies, and neither of which are ideal for our consumers. So I want to bring a different approach that is very much consumer-focused, and and it actually has that combination of both emotional and intellectual intelligence, because in order to inspire genuine action in our customers, you kind of need a little bit of both. Hmm, interesting. I suppose that's kind of like you're stealing my thunder as, a, as to what motivated you to start uh, in your Andy Reid inspiring action. Is it kind of some frustration I'm sensing there? Not so much frustration, but I think that there's a bit of a disconnect between the knowledge that we need to know and the awareness that we need to have when we're dealing with clients that in a lot of cases, are dealing with rather stressful situations. I mean, I think one fact that is lost uh, on a number of professionals is that we do thousands of these transactions uh, over the course of our career. The people that we're dealing with might only do this once in their entire lifetimes. So we need to make sure that we can apply our knowledge to their situation and, and actually do it with a degree of empathy as opposed to trying to get them to jump through the hole that we are hoping that they want that they will jump through. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that we, that's often perhaps lost on the industry. That's right. You can perhaps become uh, a little complacent. You're doing it day in, day out. You're living it. You're thinking it. You're breathing it. 
And you're absolutely right. Uh, these people might only transact maybe once or twice in their whole lives, particularly those. I mean, I just uh, we just bought a house for a client uh, this uh, last week in Shepparton, and it was a the, the family that were moving out had been there for over 25 years. So, yeah, I can absolutely uh, uh, concur with that. Uh, Andy, I'm going to ask you a bit about your business, this, this new business that you're bringing about. Uh, and I'm going to and please take this the right way with the absolute greatest <laughs> of respect to, to 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 you. I mean, real estate sales trainers to me these days are a dime a dozen. What is it that you feel really is going to make your business any different from the rest? I've been brought up from a, a really really young age to pay attention to who I'm talking to and who I'm conversing with. Basically, meaning that. I'm incredibly consumer-focused and consumer-centric. I, I just find that the real estate space is all about dictating to and uh, broadcasting at our customers and our clients, when in fact it really should be the other way around. Our customers should be giving us the various scenario, the bits of bobs of what's going on with them and what's resulted in them wanting to transact uh, in real estate. And then we look to tailor a solution based on that. I just find that too many real estate firms and professionals uh, are drilled to go down one particular path. They might have a plan A and a plan B, but it's very set way. They're very set ways of going about uh, the whole thing of trying to guide people through a real estate transaction when it's a bit like uh, a doctor only having two sets of medications and either giving you one or the other, irrespective of what your ailments might be. So I think I, I really want to push a much greater awareness as to what the vendor situation is instead of doing the whole square peg round hole thing, which it, it comes with a lot of scripts and dialogues, for example, where you try and railroad a client into doing a certain thing by saying certain scripts and, and trying to get them into certain dialogues. When in fact, the whole point of scripts and dialogues is to allow people, allow agents and professionals to understand the context around why you should be using those particular scripts and dialogues instead of using them as straight up and down, this is what you need to do, which is how it's broadcast by a lot of people in the space. Yeah, that's a really good thing. I think, um, man, I've got to say already I'm feeling a little bit more refreshed about the topic because... I, I, I talk to my clients, I talk to real estate agents all day, every day, and it, it is really refreshing when you come across a good one, one that is collaborative, that is working in the best interests of all parties. And I think that, uh, unfortunately, to some extent, can be a rarity, uh, but I think it's great what you're doing. So, you know, hats off to you already, mate. That's uh, really, really nice. And I like what you said about reverse engineering because I, I, I know, having been in the uh, the finance and property industry myself for some 20 years, and I meant to uh, attend many uh seminars where really you, you are, you learn scripts and you learn about the clothes and how to position this and position that. Uh, and, and I think sometimes what we all have to remember is at the end of the signature on the listing agreement is a human being, is a person who is probably going through a fairly stressful time and probably maybe, Andy, I would have thought now more so than ever with, with some of uh, of what's going on and that's something that we'll unpack a little bit further along in today's podcast for our for our listeners. I'm going to ask you, with all that said though, where do you see how the industry can evolve, let's say for a, a better customer experience? I think... What COVID, what this, what this is, what this has certainly done, and it, and it's and sort of 
brought it to a bit more of everyone's attention is that we're in a H2H space where humans interacting with humans. It's not a case of B to C or B to B or whatever the case may be. It is a, it's a human to human interaction. And I think that what a lot of agents don't really tend to understand is that they've got a hell of a lot of knowledge and a lot of awareness around what the world is doing and, and how people interact and, and all those sorts of things. But they are not given the, whether it's the safety or the confidence to actually back themselves in being flexible and actually backing their knowledge to be able to translate it into whatever scenario comes their way. So I think that a greater degree of agility, especially just within the mind frame and the mindsets of, of agents and BDMs and PMs, I think would be a tremendous way, a tr it would be a, a tremendous step forward when it comes to tailoring solutions. A lot of people give that whole tailoring solutions thing lip service, and then they and then they put forward the, v, the VPA, the vendor paid advertising that, that they've got, they've had for like three years or something, right? Um, so I, I, I think that having that greater level of agility, and a lot of that comes through pace of technology and, and what have you, I think that's going to be a tremendous advantage uh, in the real estate space. Just tell us about that technology because I, I think our listeners would be really interested to learn a bit more about that. There's all sorts of different really, really cool platforms now that allow you to create a greater efficiency in how you communicate first and foremost. I think one of the biggest things that technology can assist all of us with is our scaling of our communication with people so that people do feel like they are, they are being uh, paid attention to as opposed to being ignored at the end of the bar, you know, sort of waiting to get served sort of thing. And I, I, I think that there is a, with a greater acceptance of technology, I, I think there's, there was a big uh, degree of uh, scaremongering and, and fearmongering going around uh, within the space when, you know, realestate.com, for example, you know, really started becoming the juggernaut that it is. And a lot of people starting to worry that technology is going to take over our jobs when in fact, realistically we should only be doing eight we should only be doing 20 percent of what we do anyway because that's the human component that's the value component there's a good 80 percent i believe of our role that can be automated which frees you up to do more of the human stuff uh, to a greater degree and and i'm hoping that uh, you know certain likes of offer communication platforms that are that are kicking around now uh, there's lots of artificial intelligence software that's coming into the space with regards to increasing your um, efficiency in in predicting which people want to be talked to more based on statistics and i think there's lots of cool stuff like that and and all technology was ever designed to do was to allow us to do more of the human things and i think more the more people that uh, really come to understand that and embrace that. Uh, I think the better off their business will be, but the more the better off their service will be to their customers as well, because they will be allowed to be do to do more human things. Yeah, I think that's um, anything that humanizes the transaction is, in my opinion, a really good thing. So let's talk about well, let's talk about it. The C word, COVID. How do you feel the industry has adapted, if it has, to not only open for inspections, but the new sales environment. What, what, what's happening out there? It obviously depends on which state you're in, uh, clearly. Uh, Melbourneites, uh, of which I am one, uh, we're, we're sort of um, locked down quite, quite significantly. But for the people that have managed to get their head around the situation that they are in, 
COVID has provided a tremendous opportunity to accelerate your potential and accelerate your business with respect to um, uh, how smoothly it can run and, and efficiencies and productivities and all those sorts of things. It has been an incredible an incredible opportunity and, and still remains an incredible opportunity for people to really advance their position, whether it is their business positioning with respect to their structures and their induction processes, those sorts of things that you never get a chance to do. Um, or on the other side of it, when you think about the, the uh, consumer side of things, the opportunity to get their attention to a much greater extent, has, it's, it's just off the charts. There's so many uh, consumers that are just happy to talk to someone, right? Because they've been locked away at home in, in Melbourne. And I think, you know, in that first COVID, when the, you know, the whole country was sort of playing to the same tune, I think everybody sort of came to realize that. It was a very interesting uh, 24 hours for me when ScoMo uh, said his piece in towards the end of March. The, the, the real sort of black and white comparison between those that could uh, that accepted change and just adapted and those that really, really struggled with it. And I think those that have accepted change uh, are, are in the process of positioning themselves into a spot that's going to exponentially uh, increase their productivity out the back end of this. Yeah, I absolutely agree that those that can embrace change and say, okay, where's the opportunity with this? And I know, for example, with my firm, with what we do buying in regional Australia, I engaged across the country property assessors who were typically either a build and pest inspection uh, expert or they may be, say, a chippy and have got a much more, let's say, discerning eye than I have for actually looking at what we would need to do in terms of upgrading the value of a property. We actually have gone with it and, and seen this as a wonderful opportunity to get ahead of, uh, uh, of the curve. We see that there's so much less competition, so it's been great for our buyers, those that are not following the herd uh, mentality and sitting on the sidelines waiting for someone to tell them, oh, now's the time to buy those that actually are thinking for themselves. So I, I, I absolutely agree. And those that adapt and, and look for the positive or, uh, pardon the pun, because I know you've also got another podcast called The Silver Lining, those that are looking for the silver lining and, and have that kind of mindset are going to be really well positioned to be able to get ahead of everybody else and embrace the opportunities with this. So what are some of the things that are that as a result of, of the lockdown, particularly this is most of our audience are going to be in Victoria at the moment, what do you see are the sort of things that, are, that, that, that the, uh, the agents are doing to adapt? It's the, it's the necessity of bringing on technology and, and integrating it into your business. Uh, I mean, David Stewart, who is the founder of MarketBuy, which is one of the, on, one of the online offer communication platforms that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he said that it took him, what was it, two and a half years to get to 1,000 clients, and it took him about three weeks to get to the next 1,000 uh, wow. when when covid wow. struck so which is which is an incredibly significant sort of statistic there so and that's sort of symptomatic of 
pretty much, uh, you know, there's so many tech platforms that have done extremely well out of this and good on them as well, right? They, you know, they bust their chops trying to get into these businesses that don't pay any attention to them until they absolutely need to. And then it all of a sudden kicks off. So um, virtual tours have become uh, very much a common thing as well. So I do know a, a number of agents that have sold properties based on virtual tours. Uh, and, and a lot of it, and some agents have actually sold sight unseen as well i was actually speaking to a counterpart of mine in the reiv today and she uh, she was very very surprised at a sight unseen sale that she made at the back end of last week uh, which was a you know a seven figure property but they were just completely confident and enamored with uh, the way that it was presented by uh, the agent um, and the all and the, the volume of information and transparency that the agent provided and i think that is probably one of the real key things that not many people have really talked about. What this thing has done, what's COVID, what COVID has done, and what technology has forced a lot of agents to do is be tremendously transparent with everything. And I'm hoping that what a lot of agents will realize is that being transparent has actually created results that they never thought would happen. No one in their right minds thought that they were going to get, you know, multiple sales of sight from sight unseen, right? And it was just not going to happen. So much um, sort of um, defeatist sort of language around all of that, and the amount of surprised agents that have just given it a crack, and all of a sudden, because they've been that, they've been forced to be that extra level of transparent to the customers because they've had no choice it's resulting in results happening that they just never were thought possible. So I'm hoping that what, what, that what technology will do is, is, is add to that level of transparency. Virtual inspections, like I said, are, you know, they're very, very easy to do. And I think, uh, I think a lot of people will, will keep that, which is, which is really great. Um, and perhaps professionalize, make that a little bit more professional, um, as well when, when the curtain does raise. But, um, I think it's just made agents realize that they've been doing the same thing over and over again and, um, and um, getting the same results when there's, not, there's some not very difficult things that they can do that will increase their probability of success. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Andy. And I, in my own space, being solely regional, uh, it's very, very commonplace, particularly for Sydney buyers, to be buying property sight unseen. They ring agents and they get agents engaged and, and, and us as well, where they're quite happy to buy sight unseen because again, they look at their own backyard and they look at what it costs to buy in Sydney, for example, and buying around uh, regional Australia where we uh, play in that space and you're buying properties in the 200s. Gosh, for the sort of money you could buy an investment property in Sydney, you're probably gonna buy three or four uh, around regional Australia. And you're absolutely spot on with the virtual tours and in fact I think even from a property management perspective because rent rolls could be suffering uh, I know myself in my own backyard my sister uh, she uh, just uh, has moved uh, house just in the last week as a result of a virtual online tour and the property came up and looked at absolute treat and um, yeah so I think hats off to the industry those that are embracing change I'm going to ask you this one because I noticed this it's, it's like watching after each of the lockdowns. We went through lockdown one and there were people everywhere in the parks and out walking with families and their dogs and people kicking a footy. And then they all, after the lockdown finished, the ovals were quite empty and so were the streets. And then all of a sudden people came out to play again, Andy. What do you think 
It's a kind of a metaphor. Do you see things going back to the way they were prior to COVID and lockdown from a, a real estate industry perspective? What do you think's on the hero on the horizon? I think one of the most exciting things for a number of people, particularly directors, is going to be the changes that have become quite obvious with regards to their team structures. I was chatting to uh, the head of a, a recruitment firm a couple of weeks ago, and we were discussing the real opportunity here to create lasting change within structures within real estate offices that will create a much greater efficiency uh, within their teams. So I'm hoping that things like that, because once things like that happen, like structural changes, they will stay that way, which will, which is what I'm hoping for. I really do hope that there will be permanent change that will be etched into our brains forever and a day as a result of all of this, right? Um, I, I, look, let's be honest, though. There will be a hell of a lot of agents that will go back to normal, but or they will try to go back to normal, but then I believe that the consumer will have a much greater say in that. I think for too long, the real estate space has had a tendency to dictate, like, like I've said before, has a tendency to, to dictate to their client base, whereas I think now it's going to be a little bit more of a level playing field. I think if customers don't want to do an open for inspection because of the fact that they are still concerned from a COVID point of view and, and, and are a little bit more aware of that, then you know agents will have to accommodate for greater volumes of private inspections and, and that sort of thing. So I think there will be a greater level of dictation uh, uh, for coming from the consumer, which again, from my side of things, is no bad thing at all because ultimately they're the ones that we should be listening to in the first place. Well, I agree, and I think the consumer is going to become more empowered. And, and rather than say, "Okay, well now you've got to pay for your advertising package," and this is how it, how it rolls. And in fact, I had a conversation with a with one of my clients today. He was uh, talking to me about a disaster he's got. He bought an apartment some years ago uh, in uh, in Queensland. Actually, it was in Brisbane, in in, in Fortitude Valley, and uh, he were having a discussion just today. I mean, this is only a half an hour before our uh, you and I jumped on. Uh, to do the podcast, Andy, and, and we were just talking about the situation there of the agents rolled out the old uh, the old uh, usual scenario of, well, we'll do this, this, and this, and it was like, and I said, mate, now you need you need to take some control here. You're the customer. Now, you don't need to be rude and aggressive about it, but you need to take some ownership of the position and say, no, I'll incentivise you and do, we'll do it on the following. And I think you're right. They've, the industry's gotten a little bit, uh, a little bit lazy, and this is where the uh, consumer has the opportunity to take back some of the, the power, if that's the right term, and actually make it a more collaborative sale uh, so that uh, they're working together, not them versus us. And I think that we, we, hopefully we're going to see at the back end of this a much more collaborative approach. Um, I'm going to ask you the following question then, Andy. So do you see a new world coming? where the relationship between the customer and the industry, as in the real estate industry, then becomes a lot more collaborative? I bloody well hope so, uh, to, be, to, to put it simply. Uh, I've always been one for, you know, from a metaphorical point of view, it's never us, it should never be us versus the vendor if you're in sales. It should always be us and the vendor versus the marketplace. And, and, and the positioning of that, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, sitting around the dining table, you know, instead of, 
instead of sitting opposite them, sort of sitting next to them and then hopefully walking forwards in the same direction, I think that is going to be uh, where a lot of agents will win in a, in a very, very big way. Um, because every conversation should be a dialogue between a vendor and an agent or a, or a landlord and an agent because ultimately it's their biggest asset. It's not ours. And it's their lives that are getting, getting impacted more than ours are, right? So they they should bloody well, they should absolutely have a, a say in how things are run and, and all that sort of stuff. Ultimately, they are only going to trust you if they feel that they can. And that comes down to making sure that you can provide the credibility uh, in everything that you're saying and doing it with them in mind, with, you know, putting them first. Uh, I think, you know, collaboration is, is just, it's just one of the best words going around in any business of any kind in any way shape or form i pr- i really prided myself on uh, a level of interdependence within my local community when i was on the front line of sales because more often than not you know almost 75 percent of the time if i went into a listing presentation there was a big big probability that because i'd collaborated and interacted with other businesses in the area by no more than one degree of separation they would know who i am and that all comes down to a collaboration thing. And then because you've demonstrated that level of collaboration in either your community or with other clients or whatever, um, that will very that will become very, very apparent to your new potential client that's, that you're trying to uh, do business with. So um, I, I'm hoping that agents will, uh, and I'm trying to be very, very careful as I say this, because ultimately, you know, I, I love the space. I really, really do. I'm hoping that there will be a greater degree of, humility in a lot of conversations, um, a, a lot less of an ego play and a, a lot more of a, how can we work together to make sure that you get the best result possible? Um, because that's only going to serve everybody. Yeah. And I think that that will help to lift the image of the industry as well. And uh, that can only be, but a good thing. I, and I agree with you. A uh, couple of my buzzwords are flexibility, but collaboration, I think is a really, really good 2020 word moving forward uh, and uh, heaven forbid if I were to say let's uh, you know we're all in together my goodness gracious me we're not but um, <laughs> oh, I think I think I'll throw up if I hear someone else tell us that one more time if I hear another TV show or another commentator saying you know what and we're all in it together what a glo- what a, that is one of the greatest lies of bollocks of all times <laughs> and so I, no I'm absolutely I'm going to have a whack at people for that because it's you know you I and mean, this is not where I was wanting to head but you know, this nonsense of these states saying, you know what, we're going to build a fortress around our state. Fair and I feel like we've gone back to pre-Federation days mm. where it's New South Wales versus Victoria and Queensland. Anyway, but, uh, you know, I could go on about that forever. <laughs> Andy, one of the things I, I absolutely love, and it's one of my highlights of uh, my day, and uh, I get my little reminder, it pops up on my screen, and you follow me everywhere, my man. You've got a nightly live show that streams across Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube called Ask Andy Anything. Mate, can you tell our listeners, those that don't know about it, what's it all about? The reason why I started Ask Andy Anything, it was kind of an extension from the first live show that I did at the start of the first lockdown, which, which as you mentioned, is called The Silver Lining. The reason why I started the live shows uh, completely is because I was recognizing a lot of traits and a lot of behaviors from society that were really quite uh, comparative to my sort of behaviors when I went down the, the start of my mental health 
challenges and whatnot. And and because of that, I just felt I kind of I literally woke up at like half two in the morning one time and gave my wife a nudge and I said, "Hey, look, I'm going to need to start a show to help people to still feel connected and and remain." within the world as opposed to just sort of drifting off into their own sort of depths right so that's why i started the silver line in the first place is just humans interaction with the humans and hopefully providing connection the ask andy show is sort of an extension of that where i literally invite anybody so it is predominantly real estate focused but i invite anybody to ask me anything about anything um it's not that i know everything but just the fact that they feel that they can ask someone something and, and get a genuine, authentic, on-the-spot, sort of spontaneous interaction is, is what a lot of people are missing now. The, the need for human connection has never been greater. So that was really the main reason why I did it. But from a, my own point of view, I wanted to make if I needed to make sure that people understood that I do have a degree of knowledge and I, I, I do have a greater understanding as to what uh, as to how a lot of this tends to roll. And, and I wanted to, again, accelerate my credibility within the space, which is all being well from the feedback that I've had. It's, it's something that's come about, which is great. So um, like I said at the top of this podcast, uh, what COVID has done is given you an opportunity to accelerate your, um, your positioning if, if that's what you really want to do. So, uh, so that's really why I started the Ask Andy Show in this second lockdown. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. And, and look, I love your energy. And there's no doubt, I mean, I get on there and sometimes I comment and I, and I watch and I always ask you how your day's going out of 10. And by the way, Andy, how is your day going out of 10? You know what? It's actually pretty good. I started with a bit of a, a small, small technical. Well, no, my day actually started at 5 a.m. when my two-year-old uh, did his textbook sort of, let's go be happy, Dad, and this is all I want to do. And it's 5 a.m., but I don't care. Um, so that was great. Um, God, God bless him. Oh, man, Cal, he's a, he's a legend, bless his little cotton socks. Um, but um, no, I reckon it's, my day's probably around about uh, seven and a half, seven and change, I think. It probably could be a little bit more productive, I'd say. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, I think that's brilliant. And I would say in terms of productivity, you're not Robinson Crusoe there. Andy, tell <laughs> us, I mean, you, you are, you've got your finger on the pulse. I really feel that because I've seen the way people come on the show, they comment. It's, it really is, it has a great vibe. What is the read of the industry? And I'm talking particularly here in Vic, in Victoria, because I think you being in Melbourne, I think it probably attracts a, a greater degree of Melbourne uh, Melbourneites. What yep. what's what is the side of the fence, as in on the real estate side? You know, we've we've talked and we agree it's so important that we have a collaborative relationship and that the consumer is front and centre, the most important person. Yep. But. And the other end of the transaction is an agent. What are they feeling? What, what's the read of the industry at the moment? It's very, very black and white, in my opinion. You've got two very, very clear camps. One camp that has embraced it and run with it and will come out the other end with a, such a degree of momentum. And there's another very, very fixed camp that I fear, unfortunately, let's call it for what it is, you would you would wonder whether they will still be in existence sort of either towards the end of the year or start or, or, or the start of next year. Um, it's, it's really, it's really harsh saying that, but you know, for a lot of us that are doing our best to get good messages out there and get some productivity out there in the world so that they can grab onto it. Ultimately we can only show people the door. They, you know, they do have to walk through it themselves. And, 
and there are a number of people that you know and and you can understand it right like we're talking about adaptation and change and whatnot like it's an easy thing to do it's a bloody difficult thing to do and a lot of people unfortunately have really really struggled with that so it's it's you can pretty much split it down the middle to be perfectly frank with respect to who's going to last and then and then who unfortunately may not and i reckon the divide between the two camps will be quite it'll be like a chasm it'll oh. be quite huge yeah uh, those that there are the even you could call them the early adopters of the new age of doing business and the dinosaurs those that are going to become extinct because they're not prepared to adapt and and let's face it Andy you and I both know I think we've been around the the earth long enough uh, that humans generally don't like change no no they, they don't, don't like and, and, and especially when their judgment is clouded by fear of financial ruin fear of health you know fear of what the government is about to say or do or ban next sort of thing right a lot of these uncontrollables that um he's got a has got a real grip of people's clarity of of mind and so there are some people that i've spoken to and and you you can you can help them as best as you can but their their judgment and their vision is so so clouded by everything that's gone on and they're so distracted by you know beating the 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 anti-dandrum and and whatnot that they're that they just can't focus on what's important and and it's sad because there's some there's some amazing businesses that are unfortunately going to go under there's some incredible operators that will be scarred permanently i think we'll all have a scar perm of some degree uh from this but they will be they will they will never be the same people coming out the back end of this and i'm not that's not saying that's not saying it you know not adding mayo onto that they will be changed people forever and um which is sad um so you'd hope that um you'd hope that they will be able to find a new path that will um that will serve them okay yeah look i think you're absolutely right you know that i'm also very passionate about mental health, men's health in particular, and that I'm building a global platform called Saving Brothers, which launches at the beginning of December. And I just happened to be listening to your show last night and you told me about your guest. And this was not something that I was, uh, but I, I like to be pretty flexible in the, in the podcast here. Tell me about your guest last night and this magnificent app that he's bringing out. Uh, is it called Real Care? Is that what's coming? Yeah, so real so real care is a is an app uh, that's been put together over the last twelve months by Chris Hanley, who uh, Chris Hanley OAM, uh, who is a, a real estate franchisor up in Byron Bay, and a group of people. So there's been a number of uh, CEOs and whatnot uh, from Melbourne and Sydney and what have you, and they partnered with a Melbourne-based tech firm um, who have been responsible for building apps for Vic police, uh, Canadian forces and, and so on and so forth. Some real, you know, real heavy hitters. And they've come up with this app that is designed to act like a bit of a triage. So it's a bit of a, a diagnostic app for real estate agents, but I'm sure they'll probably end up, um, you know, extrapolating it out to, to wider markets, I guess. But um, they, they're doing it because they want to give people the, at the, end of your finger technology and ability to be able to see what, a, what, what your stresses are doing to you in your life and, and how you can 
you know, get on the right track with them all. It's, it's, I've not seen it myself yet, but the, the, the belief of it is that it's got, it's so intuitive. So it has sort of financial components. It has headspace components. It has fitness components, like both physical and mental. And, and it's very much an all encompassing, uh, little platform that they've spent a hell of a lot of money on. But it, for me, the best thing about it for me, having you know gone down a mental health track, is it's the first step beyond just talking about it and or medication and these things that are that you know that are necessary, but they're never going to provide you with a permanent solution. And I think this app is going to actually take that next step in in empowering people through knowledge to be able to really make it you know lasting changes that can take them out of the the, the cycle, shall we say? Yeah, I think anything that gets you to have a conversation and to actually acknowledge that there is an issue and that you need to do something about it is, is, a, is a wonderful first step. I mean, I know with what we're doing at Saving Brothers, as you know, we've got our hashtag Keep Five Alive, and that's around getting men in particular to be proactive with uh, both physical and mental health. And we'll equally have some incredible uh, tools for people to be able to measure those things and flag those things and get men in particular to be proactive and help themselves, help their buddies. And also, of course, that'll end up being men will be better quality men. And in turn, that'll be good for their partners, their families and their, and their children. I think anything that uh, is being done in the space and there are other players in the space uh, that you and I know and 100 Words is another one that you and I are good buddies with uh, Craig Turton for example at 100 Words and we love and that's where we came up with the whole idea of how's your day out of 10 and I think it's a really really important thing and and what the uh, this new app I think is is a fantastic initiative for the industry and hats off to the chaps that have put that together so uh, I think that's so so timely and let's just hope that we don't lose uh, agents through the cracks Andy with today's theme in mind the new real estate revolution, what will Andy Reid's priorities be over the next six months? My priority is going to be around my coaching business. So I'm, I've am i launched, I think a week and a half ago, I launched my website. So it's andyreid.com.au. And the mission of that is to try and slow down the rate of turnover of staff within the industry. I think if we're going to try and provide a greater degree of consistency in our service, we're going to try and create a greater degree of consistency in the people that are serving. Um, so my coaching business is going to be very much focused on the newer agents, the younger agents um, that are uh, you know, less than a handful of years in the, in the space and allow them to realize that they are allowed to be themselves and be successful at the same time. Uh, I'm done with the bravado of, of the space. And I think, I believe that that is a major contributing factor towards the turnover of staff uh, within the profession. So uh, that's one thing that I'm going to try and shift the needle on. And over the next six months, um, I've, I've, start, I've already taken on some mentor, mentorship clients and hopefully I'll be uh, you know, filling my, uh, my roster up with them. And then after that, I mean, I'm still going to keep the, the Ask Andy show going. Um, and I'm, I'm really keen on and really pushing the, the mental health uh, advocacy as well. So via the likes of yourself and Saving Brothers and, and Craig and Turts at 100 Words, because I, I, I've already started advocating it quite vocally within the real estate space. And it's quite surprising, apparently, coming from a guy. Um, and, um, but the way that I communicate it, because I'm, I'm very much a practical guy. 
So over the next six months, which I, which is where I fear there's going to be a, a much greater swell of mental health issues, um, I'm going to be really hammering home the practicalities of what it means because the world's going to keep turning. And unfortunately for a lot of people, if they get too down in the, in the, in the, in the dark with, with their mental health issues, then whatever financial issues, for example, that they've got are just going to end up uh, growing exponentially. And then that will just be, you know, sort of, um, or hopefully it won't be a nail in the coffin, but for some, they might think it will be that sort of uh, grave uh, in terms of the concerns. So, yeah, so my next six months and six months, uh, I want to be a lighthouse for the industry. I want to be a lighthouse so that they can get through these these real choppy waters and, and make it to shore safe and sound. That's going to be uh, the main aim for the next six months. Yeah, well, I reckon you've got a life preserver, a, a plenty, mate, because I know I know I've spent a bit of time with you. I love your attitude. I, I know you actually live and breathe this stuff. Like it hurts you when you see the industry wounded and you see agents not behaving in a manner that reflects the professionalism of, of what really should be an amazing industry. And let's face it, it is one of the most important industries in this country. I mean, with every depression and recession, particularly the last few, Guess what happens? Guess what is the the sheep that uh, you know we used to talk about? Uh, we ride on the, uh, the 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 sheep's back. It's property. Property mm. is what gets this up nation moving, and it okay. is such an important industry. And we've got to get the operators on all sides of the fence, pulling and working together. 100%, Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, I mean, th- what I would be saying to agents, guys, get on board with Andy. Because he will help you. But here's the thing. You've got to – and, again, I, I, I loved all the greats, including Zig Ziglar. These these agents that you're going to work with, Andy, I would say the following. You know, the mind works best like a parachute when it's open. And that's a, that's a Zig Ziglar quote. And I love that. You know, don't prejudge. Don't always be ready. You, this is another thing I think that I'm just observing sales in general. I'm not taking a whack at the industry, but too often people are waiting to speak. They're not really attentively listening, are they, Andy? Absolutely not. Um, you know, ultimately, I mean, my one of my mentors, Rick Rushton, he he said to me, you know, you, you've got to tune in before you broadcast. And it's, there's never been a more truer time than uh, to be to be applying that than now. Um, uh, yeah, it's we've got two ears and one mouth, and we need to use them in proportion. Oh, I, I just love that. Just say that again. What he said. Oh, I think that's an absolute ripper. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I'm going to knock that one off. Yeah, we, you have to tune in before you broadcast because uh, we've only we've got two ears and one mouth, and we need to use them in proportion. Yeah, well, I knew the last one, but I hadn't heard the first one. Tune in before you broadcast. That's right, because too many people are thinking about they're they're nodding and oh yeah, yeah, and and but they're actually already their brains going now. What am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? How am I going to respond? Yeah, and I think that's an absolute darn ripper, mate. Andy, I got to say, mate, it's. I've been wanting to get you. You're a hard man to tie down. You're a busy man, and you've been in the corner, championing and probably propping up emotionally a lot of people. And I think their their drug of choice in the evening uh, has been ask Andy anything, and that's probably kept a lot of people sane. And your your humour as well. 
And, mate, let me tell you, as I said earlier about Robinson Crusoe, you're not the only one that's been down mental health lane. Like, I can assure you, I'd suggest most men are damaged in one way or another. It's just whether they're prepared to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. And those that are and prepared to do something about it are fantastic. You are a breath breath of fresh air, Andy, to the industry. Uh, I'm absolutely enamoured with our topic today, the new real estate revolution. You are going to knock it out of the park, my man with uh, this new coaching business. You watch them come from the uh, from the bleachers for you because all I would say to you, mate, is you lead with your heart and the right people will follow you. Andy Reid, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, having hey. you today on the Philip Robertson Property Podcast. Man, thank you so, so much for having me. It's been uh, it's been a, an amazing, amazing 40-odd minutes. Thank you so much. Yeah, good on you, Andy. Have a, have a wonderful afternoon. Folks, that's it. That's uh, episode 19, the new real estate uh, revolution and look out for Andy Reid, andyreid.com.au. He really is a breath of fresh air for this industry and I love his collaborative approach in putting the consumer first. Uh, as always, like, comment and share the podcast. Stay well, folks. It's uh, Phil Robertson with Andy Reid signing off from COVID County in uh, Melbourne. Have yourselves a fantastic afternoon and bye for now. <laughs>